Welcome to the Boost Podcast with me, Graham Farmer. And today I speak to Adrian Newman, who is the station manager for Represents Radio. Represents Radio is one of the country's most reputable radio stations, which started out as a one-month broadcast back in 2009. Created by and curated by young Londoners, all presenters are under 25. Represents now produces 119 hours of original programming each week steering youth culture by reaching 69,000 unique listeners on top of running media training program for youth people in the capital. To celebrate the 10 years, I sat down with Adrian for a good hour conversation about radio, getting into radio, broadcasting, running a radio station, and a whole lot more. It was an amazing chat and I really enjoyed it. Um, So let's dive into it. Hey, Adrian, how are you? I'm well. I'm, uh, yeah, sitting in our little pre-rec studio whilst all the main broadcast is going from the other side of the building. I've kicked everyone out for a little bit of time so we can get into this. Amazing. Thank you for joining me. Um, I've been aware of you for a while. I know kind of, I don't know the kind of full ins and outs of everything you do. And I was just reading a little bit on Wikipedia and I was like, wow, they do all that. That's really cool. Um, so I'm going to learn a load today, which is always fun. I haven't actually read it. <laughs> I mean, somebody could have said all kinds of nonsense about us. I wouldn't know. Oh no. Okay. Well, we'll better check it make sure it's right. right yeah. we'll, do, we'll do a fact check, like, you know, proper election style. Yeah, let's do it. So, um, have you been, so let's start from the start. Have you been at the station right from the start? Have you, did you set it up? Is it, is it your thing? Um, oh, okay. It's kind of weird. I'm half right from the start, but more from 2011. Right, cool. But what it was, was I was um, working... Oh, this is so dull. This is so not glamorous radio. I, I used to work <laughs> for Southern Council uh, years ago when I was doing loads of music stuff. My day job was working for Southern Council and I used to have to do projects that um, kind of help the Peckham area. Yep. And... Uh, uh, I met this guy Shane at one of these meetings and he was like I've got this great idea for doing community radio and uh, I was in a position where I could kind of help him out with funding for it and so did that and he went off and did his thing I didn't really kind of have like anything to do with it for a really bloody long time and then I kind of was doing my own thing took breaks um, career break and then in 2011 like this guy Shane tapped me up and I hadn't spoke to him for years because we'd had a very formal working relationship between council and what he was doing. And then he was like, oh yeah, I'm, you know, I've got this youth station now represent that's just won its FM license. And there's a few things that are going kind of wrong with it. I'd love for you to come in and do a bit of turnaround to help it out. And that was in 2011 and here I am, 2019, Christmas. Still wow. So, you know, and it was Max, it kind of started off as a very, like way back in 2003, four is, generic community radio and yeah. then you know a few things happened whilst i had nothing to do with it where it kind of focused on young people yeah and, um and yeah there was you know back in i think it was 2010 like or 2009 there was like a four-week broadcast with choice fm and it was all about kind of um uh, youth crime and yep. violence and giving a kind of different pathway for young people to follow and so that's kind of what it was at when I when I joined when I kind of took it on, and and yeah. So what, so what year did it start? Because I, what year did it, if it fully you're talking two thousand three two thousand two? That's it must be nearly twenty years old, nearly or eight to fifteen sixteen years old. That's yeah, 
yeah I, I guess yeah i think i think 2009 is the kind of big day for when Red right cool so we're going to this is this will be 10 this is 10 years then but amazing jesus yeah i hadn't even thought about that yeah 10 10 years but like amazing yeah done all right <laughs> <laughs> that's what i always think about data transmission it's like it's all right done all right we're still here we're st <laughs> I'm st I'm st still not had to get a proper job so it's all right <laughs> you know wicked um so where and then where where, where are we at now like um what's, oh, the, what's uh, the what's the remit now for, for uh, from a re represent point of view well you know i'm it, it's still um you know it still has a big kind of social beating heart like yep. that that is no doubt but you know i'd say that we're kind of on version three of represent at the moment because version one is kind of pre-me yeah and then between i guess 2011 2015 that was version two which is it was a kind of a radio youth club like pretty much all of our presenters were under 18 a yep. lot of them were like 14 15 like we were sending like um young people in their school uniforms to do press junkets <laughs> amazing and uh i can't in some ways i kind of miss those days because they could ask anything yeah wearing a school uniform you can ask anything and and yeah that was pretty funny um and i, um, I imagine that's that, that's got some gold content there oh you know yeah you know you should you know you should be digging some of that up for the 10 year 10 year anniversary just <laughs> well, that, do you remember is... when do you remember when this kid asked it asked so and so this question well there, there was there was a really um a good one with um what's the name mp harriet Harmon. Oh my there, um, there was an interview with um harriet Harmon, and the young people that were doing it um started going oh yeah and there was this one mp right i don't know who it was but they were wandering around peckham wearing a stab vest and like peckham's like this and it's not that bad and blah blah, blah. and harriet just kind of had to go that that was me <laughs> and like that's the kind of yeah gold you get when you know amazing kids don't give a shit about saying certain things and that's that's really funny but um yeah so that was 2011 to 2015 it was really uh uh, a beautiful amazing time but then it got to a point where i you know early 2015 mid 2015 like the youth funding austerity everything was falling apart and we we kind of had to um make that decision of right okay who who are we what are we going to be yeah and so we made this really conscious decision of going right let's go toe-to-toe -to -toe with everyone else let's actually become a radio station yep which is kind of where I, I think we're in that phase at the moment where since 2015 um, we haven't had anywhere near as much grant funding but that's been a really positive thing because it's meant that we've had no restrictions as to what we do yes and it just made it like mad creative and uh, like we moved studios at that time as well to Pop Brixton where we're at, at the moment yep and um, at the same time Radar had just started and uh, we lost a chunk of our uh, roster to Radar, which ended up being like really positive for, for them because some of them are now in amazing careers. And it was really positive for us because we could completely redo what we yes. And um, always, you when you always when you lose things like that, you like at the time you think shit. And then, and then about, about a month later you think, oh, actually it's been pretty good. I can do this now, I can do that now. And I've got more, I can, I can reshape and remodel. And, uh, like when when you're in charge of something like man that that period of time the paranoia was mad because you know 
um, we'd lost so many presenters and we'd lost loads of staff and we had no money and we didn't know what we were doing. And... <laughs> Do you know what? I've been in that same dark period as well. I know, I know those dark periods as well. Oh, it, it was it was crazy. But then, like, because there used to be about eight or nine staff at Rep and through like losing loads of um, grant funding, we ended up with just two. There was just me and essentially one other person, um, Zoe. And I remember sitting there going, right, you know, let's do it. Let's build a radio station from scratch. <laughs> and um, and it was great because we democratized everything. We we made the music democratic. So the playlist is now completely chosen by presenters. There's no kind of person that's responsible for it. Right, cool. That was a really positive move. And we, we didn't really care about this whole thing about clout. So like when we put, we put out, uh, right, who wants to come and do a radio show? And loads of people got in touch. And, and we got them in and like they they came from nowhere and now they're kind of they've become really um, powerful and really kind of well respected in what they do so you know people like um, like Manu Chihuahua came through at that time yeah like, and now he's just like gone huge and uh, Joe Walker who's now at Beats One and Lil C who's now like kind of doing A and R work for Excel and yeah, there was just loads like Young Boss Entertainment came through. Amazing. They're like Hussey's DJ team. Yep. So it was kind of like it was a real negative period, but then it just became really creative. Like SYV started a show here, and we just like we just didn't like have that responsibility of you've got to do youth work, you've got to do this amount of training for this funder. It was yep. just like, right, let's just, you know, our monthly expenditure has gone down massively. Now let's just do what we want. Yeah. And, and that was, um, that was a great period of time because like me and Zoe were just kind of, I think we just went a bit feral, went a bit wild with like, let's just do anything. <laughs> and, um, and then, you know, we had that, that glorious moment where, um, you know, we done a load of, we did a festival for the ICA, which was just mad. And, uh, and then it was near Christmas and um, Caius, who manages the XX, got in touch. And he was just like, yeah, we're doing eight nights at Brixton Academy. Like, we want to meet you and see if we can come up with any ideas. And that ended up becoming Night and Day Festival. Wow. Where they, we kind of worked on a week-long thing with them. And that was like, that was such a beautiful week. Like, um, Nana had started working here at that time. Yeah. Like, you know, we had the XX literally just like sitting at the end of the room using rep space <laughs> for a week and XL recordings there. And oh, like, shit, some of the novelist is coming through. And oh, there's Basement Jacks. Oh, there's Jenny, um, uh, Jenny Beth from Savages. Like, it was, it was just insane. Yeah. We got all this press and it all kind of kicked off. And, and it was like, it was like suddenly we had that little bit of, of warmth of the spotlight that we kind of needed because we'd got our shit together. We'd got a really good like um, uh, roster of talent on the station. And this just suddenly kind of gave us that catalyst, that shot in the arm that, that we needed. So, and from then it's, it's, it's been really positive. You know, it's not all, uh, you know, super happy every day, but it's like, we really kind of nailed our character, who we wanted to be, what we want to sound like. Yeah, like how we want to kind of remain independent from, like the, the kind of like um, like super plugged radio. Like mm -hmm. now our music is like I get sent a hundred tracks every couple of weeks from presenters, 
and a big chunk of them are people that have never been played on radio before. That's incredible. You know, it's, it's good fun. And like some of the presenters that were actually from before that time as well, that, you know, you wouldn't have said were like big are now kind of really beginning to come through. So like Sherelle is that a mad Yes. Bit. Yeah. You know, that, 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 that one little clip from that boiler room was went <laughs> mental. Crazy. Yeah. So, you know, and Henry, who's just like, she's just got the BBC Radio 1 Christmas show and yeah. Alf, who's got the, the Radio 1 show. And, and, you know, Jerry's just killing it on, on Extra. And whilst they all started at Rep with no profile, you know, they've just learned from other presenters, they've grown their talents, developed their own styles and like bring their creative ideas here. But like, you know, it's, it's not us staff that we've not like trained them and media trained them and made them amazing. They've just had the um, platform to just muck around with and do what they want to do. And mm. then they find this kind of groove. So, so yeah, it's, um, we're, we're in a good space at the moment where we're still grassroots, but you know, we've had enough win that I think people look at us with a little bit more of like, okay, they are a bit more serious than, than we thought, you know? Yes, exactly. Um, is it full live? Uh, yeah, we're live every day from 10 a.m. until 11 p.m. Nice. And 11 till like one or three in the morning is shows that we've pre-recorded here. Um, and uh, I don't think any of the presenters can be asked to get up early enough in the morning to do a breakfast show. <laughs> And, uh, and to be fair, like, like, oh man, like when I when I drive to work in the morning, like, um, oh, how do you say it without slating lots of people? Like, I I just like listening to music in the morning. Yes, but like, I don't like 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 the the radio ones have got it so well down, so beautiful with their spoken kind of content, but they spend loads of money to do that. And yes. a lot of us in community radio, we ain't, we ain't got the money to do that. So actually, my kind of view is just put good music on and, and let's not worry about chat until after 10 a.m. <laughs> until after a cup of coffee. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, there's only so much London can take, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, okay, cool. That's cool. I mean, I guess I guess if someone wanted to do a breakfast show, is and and got up early enough, would that is is there an opening for is there an opening for them if they wanted to? They've got the keys; they can do it as long as they don't expect me to be there. Right. But, um, no, I think we we I think it's eventually got to happen. But there, there's also that thing: it's if you can't make it outstanding, yes, and do it like otherwise, people are going to listen to your morning show and maybe judge you on that. When actually, you know, to do a proper proper morning show you do actually need a little bit of money to kind of make that happen i think yes okay yeah where what what um just i guess what is the what is the revenue model for the radio station is it ads and ads on or ads on station or is it and uh, ads ads just don't work right it's um like uh like like the thing i have to really rely on the presenters and volunteers here and right. and i'll i'll always kind of ask them and say what do you think about this what do you think about this? And, and yep. ads is just something everyone's like, don't do it because people turn over. You yep. know, like I do it myself. Like if I'm listening to um, Capital or Kiss, when the ads come on, boom, Radio 1, straight yep. away. Like, and, and I'll probably stay there as well because, you know, mostly it's radio in the car. 
Greg James is pretty funny, to be fair. <laughs> so he, he's kind of a lot. A lot of people here rate him highly, and I don't blame him. Don't blame I agree. Him. I agree. I, I think I, I fully, fully a fan of Greg James. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So money, like yeah, ads don't work. We do, um, a, a chunk of kind of like I guess commercial work with brands doing events activations and like um yeah whatever they need to kind of achieve their outcome is that due uh, from because you've got the space and you've got the audience as well you've got an audience and a space uh or are they kind of external events they're they're kind of external so like you know we'll get a, a certain amount of brands through a year we'll kind, kind of like get in touch with some want some kind of creative content that, that supports what they're doing yeah has to kind of really um relate to our audience um so we probably get i'd say about 55 60 percent of our kind of yearly turnover through that yeah um and then we do still have some kind of grant funding like youth music have always supported us Mm -hmm. um and put up with us and they they've been great over the last kind of four or five years because they just kind of understand what we do um which is fabulous and we get a bit of money from Southern council and a few other bits and a, a little bit of philanthropic kind of giving yeah um but the company we also do a lot of work with um uh schools in essex doing kind of mental health campaigns over there oh cool um so yeah there's there's a range of different things but you know to be fair like we keep ourselves in terms of like costs pretty trim yeah um like we're not uh you know spending money on like unnecessary things and pretty much you know everything we do particularly from a brand perspective we make in-house so you know it's um like okay beats one asked us to do five radio shows way back in about 2017 Mm -hmm. and they were done by everyone who worked on those shows was young no like i guess what you call professional um yeah people on it we we did ourselves and all of our video we do it ourselves and yeah, so it's um, we keep costs down as much as possible by, yeah, by having a real kind of DIY ethic in our work. Um, yeah, so yeah, that that's kind of where the money comes from. That's cool. um, but you know, if anyone's got a load of money, get in touch. Give <laughs> my email address. You know, <laughs> Come on, give us like some still cash. Yet, yet to receive the check from Prince Harry, but you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And then I guess what's the, I guess from, you, I guess you're building artists, uh, and I guess you kind of like you said you're building these presenters. Is that, mm-hmm. is that a kind of focus for you, or is it, or is that just kind of kind of have na- naturally happen? Um, it's no, no, it's a focus. It's a focus. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm not like a, on a personal level, I'm not a big empire builder. I don't kind of have this. Right, I want to be everywhere and with everyone. It's, it's <laughs> like I, I kind of um, I've seen a lot of people that work with talent, you know, whether it's radio or another platform or acting or whatever. That people get a bit, um, I guess, possessive over the people they work with, and I, I'm the opposite. I, I want them to go. Um, yeah. I, wa- I want them to win. I because wa- every time somebody that's uh, involved with rep goes forward, station goes up. Yes. You know, so like my challenge is always to scale up, reach more people, um, constantly refresh station output, keep it contemporary. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I kind of have to rely on 
the the creativity of the team I've got around me. Um, and that's whatever, you know, I, I have to support them to do as much as they can, whether it's in the station or out of the station, because it whatever they do pushes us forwards. Yes. And I, I think that, I guess our success is almost based on having this, you know, constant flow of talent that come from grassroots and come through represent and then go on to bigger platforms. You know, that keeps our reputation as a talent kind of space or hothouse or however you want to keep it, keeps that rep, that reputation strong. Um, and so... Which is essentially similar to what we I'm doing with data yeah. transmission now, you know, it's you're, you're in that base and space and I'm in a house and techno and yeah <laughs> it's 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 you know the more um that i can push people here to be successful in what they want to do the more you know the byproduct of that is that the station will just continue growing and in an authentic kind of organic way um and that you know it constantly improves us and it's you know it scares the shit out of me sometimes because it's like if I lose X amount of presenters to the BBC or to KISS or to Rinse or to NTS or whoever it is, like, I'm always like, have we got the people coming in to carry that response, to carry that um, where, where other people have left off? And, and we always seem to, to, to do that. Yeah. It's more luck than bloody anything else. <laughs> you know, like someone like Munya, for example, like Munya left the biggest Munya-shaped hole in Represent when he left in the summer. Um, and, uh, and then, um, now, uh, Pharaoh G who's on that same time, he's killing it. And, and I listened to his show on a Saturday morning and, and every week it gets better and better. And it's like, you know, now I'm like, shit, they're going to go for Pharaoh next. <laughs> now I'm going <laughs> to start turning somebody else up. Like it gets quicker and quicker, but like, it's, it's, it's our kind of, um, it's why we're here. It's, it's, no. like, it's, it's like the football. It's like, it's like with the, watching the football. You, you, you get your like when you're in a second. I guess when you're a second division team, and you see all your players getting better and better and better, and then, and then the next league come up and grab them, and you're like, oh, for fuck's yeah. sake. Yeah, but you know, it's, it's. But at the same time, you're like, yes, great. That's I've got, that's another yeah. one that I've, I've personally helped and I'm responsible for. Do you know, like we like that announcement that where that BBC put out the other day about, oh, you know, these are the people that are doing the Christmas shows, um, mm -hmm. Radio One and like Alva and Henry got it. And um, we put something out on our Twitter, you know, like saying, congratulations to you guys, you both bloody deserve it. Um, work really hard, et cetera, et cetera. And um, somebody, I don't know, somebody replied to it, um, to that tweet, uh, no idea who they are, or do I? I'm gonna check, see if I've got it, I don't think I do. Uh, and then, anyway, they, they just kind of replied going, oh, that's the thing I like about represent is that they do not want to hold people back. Nice. And and that made me really happy because it's like, oh man, that's the kind of reputation I want. Yes. Like, on a personal level and at a station level, like, yeah, that that made me happy. That's really cool. I like that as well. Um, as uh, the whole point of this podcast is to kind of help the next generation, and and that's what I've been doing on Instagram and what I've been doing yeah. on YouTube and. Yeah, so it's, I'm very much in the same space. So let's, I just wanted, let's dive into that a bit more. And if you're, I guess, if someone wants to be a radio presenter, where where would you start? And where would you, or generally in radio as well, because obviously a lot of the time it's, there's a lot of places behind the microphone and not mm. producer and people, those type of people don't get, normally get spoken about, but they are, there's so many roles within a radio station. And I guess... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something, it's something that a lot of um, people that aspire to be a radio presenter don't 
sometimes they don't realize just how much potential there is um, behind the mic. Um, yes. Sorry, in behind the scenes doing work. Um, like I'm, I teach at um, University of West London on a on a Tuesday, the, the radio station management course there. Oh, and amazing. I, yeah, it's, it's good. It's kind of got me back into training, which is you know, kind of a good thing. And, and I always kind of do the, the diagram with them of, of like the pyramid where at the very top is the presenter. And it's a tiny part of that pyramid. And there's all these other jobs, whether it's social media or filming or um, sound design or whether it's working in HR or finance or whatever it is like there's so many different roles in radio and um, like my advice you know is pretty constant which is like you know have that aspiration don't give it up mm -hmm. but like be strategic and be a bit shrewd in in how you kind of get there and and you know get a load of skills on the way and like you know Jam Supernova is a great example where um, she was at Rep for years wanting to do radio um, on a bigger station. And at the same time, she became, I think, a researcher or an assistant for Diplo's show on Radio 1. Yep. And um, constantly just, like, got her production so up to scratch and didn't bang on to them about, I want to be a presenter. So when, uh, you know, I think when she got, um, when she started doing Future Bounce on Rep, suddenly people from the BBC were hearing Jamila and uh, going, oh, well, you know, she's actually outstanding at what she does. She, <laughs> she can produce the shit out of Diplo's show, and and like it was, like that's that's um, uh, I think a bit of a template. Like that's, that. just, that's really cool. So you know, there's yeah, there's loads of things people can do to to um, get a career in radio. You know, whether it's as a presenter or yeah, or or, or something else. Uh, and. Thoughts. Let's. Yeah, I mean that's. Hang on. Two sex. Regathering. <laughs> I love that you can edit podcasts and take out the crap. <laughs> well, whilst you lose your train of thought right in the middle of speeching, it's, it's incredible. I mean, I, I right. Okay. Proper tips. I actually wrote down a few tips. Ah, oh, brilliant. Save the day. Good. I actually prepared a little bit. Um, I think right. If you want to get into radio, firstly, immerse yourself. Yep like apply yourself to it like absorb absorb as much culture across all genres platforms and, and try and get a really well-rounded understanding of, of everything because it will make you more interesting um and i don't think that's like necessarily advice for a brand new starter but like if you've already got a show yeah don't just suddenly stay in one lane like actually spend some time learning about loads of other things because when you get that moment you're when you're one-on-one -on -one with somebody you ha you both have to be able to relate to each other yes you know if you're a hip-hop dj that hasn't learned or doesn't really know anything about i don't know uh, art or being like uh, plays or films or something then when you meet that somebody who's actually could help you in your career like you need to be able to talk with them and yes. they make them a completely different kind of they may have a different set of interests to what you have, but you still have to relate to them. So that's important. Do you know, I I, I realised that a while back as well. When, because I've I worked in music for a long time and mm. always, I'd always have the problem of, you'd see a DJ and I'd not be able to talk to them properly because you didn't really know what to talk to them about and you didn't really know yeah. what they what you were going to talk to them about. You just saw them and went, mm, 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 and then that was kind of the end of it. And then once I had my daughter it became that you had this other thing that you talked about. It was like, 
and then you knew that they had children because you'd mm. seen it, you'd seen them or seen something on on social media, and you then you end up start talking about your kids. Yep. And then once you start doing that, then you're 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 you just become more comfortable in the conversation and then it then it goes a bit further than that all the way along mm. and you kind of evolves into oh did you do this with that or did you do that and you because it settles you you know mm. and and it's kind of like finding that point where you just you've got something you know that you have a common interest with that person um before you even talk about music or anything to do with production or whatever your whatever the real goal is you know mm. no it's, it's true you have to be able to kind of adapt to the environment that you're in to the person that you're with i think it's important um uh but then okay what i've got, I've got a list i've got a Second. whole list of stuff right one uh, like on a more practical level is don't be self-indulgent uh like if you're a daytime presenter be concise like um make sure that you kind of remember that you're not the focus that you're just there as a pal with somebody else that's listening to you yep um so you can't just shout for attention you're just keeping someone company and you know, I think there's, um, you know, be witty and articulate and play stupid games and play great music, but don't be kind of, you know, yeah, don't be self-indulgent. Yeah. Um, uh, and practice Like, okay, right. One, okay. Not on the list. One of the things that comes up with rep a lot is people saying, I want to be a presenter. Yep. Like send me some of your podcasts or shows. And like, I haven't got any. And I'm like, well, <laughs> next cloud is right there for you. Like, yep. you know, being real about it you can rip music from youtube you can probably record vocals through your headphones like there's nothing to actually stop you anymore doing this like you can do everything on the cheapest kit like even if it sounds a little bit shit just do it because otherwise you're always going to be saying i want to be something rather than going i actually do this exactly it's just start most of the time it's just start doing it yeah. because the amount of people that don't start at all they sit there going, I'm going, to go, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And then, and then mm. a year goes and a year and a half goes. Like even this, for me, the, the podcast, last 2018 March, I said, right, I'm going to make a podcast. And it took me till July this year to go actually get it started because it was just, and yeah. I had to do a challenge. I was part of a challenge to make it actually happen. <laughs> and then once it started, I was like, I, I, it's opened so much stuff for me. Yeah. Um, that I'm like, why didn't I do this a year and a half ago? Um, and half the time it's like being nervous that you, going to be a shit interviewer but you are going to be a shit interviewer that's the whole point um and just just start you know like you say the, there's a great app called anchor which is amazing mm. you can record the vocals and the pick the tracks and all in one place and it makes it all for you you know right i didn't i've never even heard of that yeah amazing app called anchor which is what i put this podcast out on yeah um but basically with the phone you can actually record the vocals into the phone you yep. can you can add the tracks on your phone and press the create button and it creates the whole thing as a show there you go. See, it's literally, and it's nothing. even got it's even got sweeps and jingles and everything in there. You know, <laughs> that's more professional than our actual podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. There's not nothing to stop people, and it's yeah. And I guess um, yeah. Okay, uh, kind of um, relating to that as well is, and and I guess I can't emphasize this enough is don't do radio for your Twitter bio. Don't right. do it. Don't do it for clout. <laughs> You do it because you actually want to do it. Yes. Otherwise, you're wasting your time and, and everyone else's. So there's a bit of reality about why you're actually doing it. Because, you know, we, we do live in a little bit of a, I guess, um, yeah, hyper lifestyle of social media. That's, mm -hmm. you know, some people just want to have something 
on their bio rather than actually be involved in something as, as an art form, you know, yeah. in, of itself. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, there's some simple things as well, like sort your socials out, actually make yourself a full package. Don't, you know, don't reach out to anyone until like you look at your own work and think I am ready for it because yes. I get feedback from your mates and everything and tweet what you do. And then when you've got everything there, you're doing a regular something on Mixcloud or Anchor or wherever. And then that's when you need to get in touch with somebody and go, can I come and do something? After you've done, after you've done your thousand hours, it's always a thousand hours and a thousand hours of something. And then you, and then you're kind of ready. You know, like we're like, we're really lucky. Um, like when we moved into Pop Brixton, um, and they've been so great with us and, and gave us this extra space for a, a, a pre-rec studio. And so many of the volunteers here, I'm like, like you can book this space in the morning, just do your regular half hour or hourly mixed cloud show. And you know, you're going to get on. So yeah, there's loads of things, but um, yeah, like if you're going to email management, do it in the morning. Don't do it on a Friday. <laughs> like yeah, basic yes. things like that as well. But, and, yeah, and also other show hosts. I always email them first thing in the morning because they always seem to be selecting music first thing. Yeah, yeah. Is you know, there's, but you know, they kind of seem some of these things seem so like normal to to me, but like to somebody that's seventeen, eighteen, they they need this advice because you just don't realize some of these things and it's so easy to get in touch with people now you know mm. it's, it's um yeah that you can kind of accidentally waste a chance early because you're not ready to actually communicate with somebody that's in a position where they can really help you out and then the next time you communicate with them if they kind of check back they'll sort of go oh yeah that's that person you go, oh, no, can't be can't be bothered with this or something mm. but you know you do try and get it right first time you know and i think that really helps out as a station which do you are you across all social are you a do you video as are you do you use video as well or are you just audio yeah uh, no we we do um we do loads of video stuff now um we've actually kind of taken our foot off off the gas with video a little bit to try and kind of refine how we do it because we just suddenly realized we were just putting out way too much mm -hmm. um so we're kind of like you know trying to refresh how we do things yeah uh, and make them better and kind of learn from everyone else and see what everyone else is doing and put in a chunk of our own obviously our own thought as well um but yeah we've active instagram active twitter Nobody, nobody really kind of works on our Facebook page anymore. So it just exists, but yep. doesn't really have much done to it. So they're the strongest two for you. Yeah, yeah, at the moment. But you know, it's um, like we didn't start using Instagram until about two and a half years ago. Right. Um, just because, like, when like in 2015, when it was just me and Zoe, we kind of we knew we didn't have the resources to put into everything. So we just went right. Let's just put everything into Twitter. Yep. Because we need to raise our profile and that's where the industry kind of exists more and then there's also great bots in there for twitter that allow you to tell you what's what's being played now and what's being on the station and yeah, yeah. and um an instagram we kind of came to it a little bit late i mean everyone else had already been on it i think for a few years but we use that to kind of put up our best kind of video content yep like um i don't know why we youtube never really worked for us like it's, I mean, we do have a YouTube channel and we do put stuff on it, but it's not, 
we don't focus on it. It's a hard game, YouTube. Well, it just, I think, like, in this kind of, like, very um, numbers-driven environment, I think if you miss the boat on a platform, it's really difficult to compete with everyone. Because yes. everyone will just look at your numbers and think, oh, you know, this video of Kano's only had 500 people look at it, whereas, you know, on a, another station like One Extra, you know, a couple of million may have looked at it. And people kind of judge you on that. So I just, I don't know. I think we missed the YouTube boat to a degree. And so, you know, we kind of put most of our stuff on, on Instagram. How is your TikTok game? Oh, I don't have a TikTok game. <laughs> people, <laughs> uh, do you know, I actually don't get that. Like, okay, like, like um, full disclosure, I'm not the creative lead of Represent. Yep. Like, I, it would be awful if that were the case. Like, <laughs> I, you know my my kind of tastes and subjective opinions and whatever uh, that that's not what runs the station like so a lot of these things i i don't really have a valid opinion on it because it's yeah it's that would be my opinion and not represents i kind of have to like my job is providing the platform yeah for them and kind of steering them but not like mad influencing them yeah and uh yeah, at the moment, I don't have a TikTok game. Rep doesn't have a TikTok game, but it may be imminent if somebody says that to me again. <laughs> you know. uh, just, just in the in the kind of when you miss the previous platform, this is the platform yeah. that's now popping. And yeah, having, well, there's another one. And being on it early is definitely, uh, definitely where it is now. That's the yeah. early bit of it now. Well, there's another. Is it Triller? Another yes, one. Yes, there is. I'm on that too. Yeah, I keep on accidentally ending up in people's videos. It's, it's <laughs> looking really confused. Thriller's <laughs> definitely right for you, isn't it, as well? Because it's that sort of music. But yeah, I would I would definitely get in the TikTok. Yeah, uh, I think I, I, put, I had a video up there. I had nine followers. And it had 2,000 views off nine followers. And it was like, right, okay, this is quite okay. funny. This is, this is well, interesting. I'm, I'm going to raise it in because like, I, mean, um, I really do kind of lean on the... the like the freelance staff here and and the yeah. um, the presenters to kind of advise on this kind of thing. So next team meeting is on the agenda. TikTok. <laughs> what is our TikTok game? <laughs> what, what is our TikTok game? <laughs> God, like it's just the the eighteen year old would be beating the forty five year old me up. I think. <laughs> like, what are you good doing? TikTok. Good, good. good. <laughs> I just sound so old. <laughs> <laughs> Like this is like a podcast about a, a youth radio station and I'm just here going, oh, I'm too old. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is coming up for 2020 for you guys? More, more, more of everything. Um, uh, okay, I think we, we actually did a bit of an internal survey to kind of help us start planning our next year. Mm -hmm. um, events events is the next kind of big step like we've wow. done we used to run a club night at alibi in, in dalston yep uh called control and it was super underground really like, that kind of like That's cool. electronic kind of sound um and we haven't done that for a while so i think i think that's going to be brought back in a big way nice. um like we did a, a stage at park life in this year 2019 how did that we, go oh it was the best like that was a proper tick off um bucket list moment yeah like actually curating a whole stage with like thousands of people in front of it like that was i think one of the pinnacles of of, of being here 
Nice. And it was great because everyone was on stage with everyone else because everyone knew each other. Yeah. You know, all the like we programmed everyone from represent. So, you know, that was that was great. So I want more of that. Yeah. Um, I think we need to start doing small line of merch. I think that's coming. Yep. Um, I want to move um, at some point to, uh, you know, somewhere bigger, but yep. I don't think that's going to be 2020. That's probably a bit later down the line. Um, and I think I, I just want to, like, we, like, we've never had a big um, marketing push. We've never kind of mad sold ourselves to, to what we've done. And, um, like, we've been quietly, I guess, influencing um, industry to a degree because, you know, we've, got uh like three or four rep current representers on radio one mm-hmm. load on one extra kiss someone rinse someone nts one of our presenters is about to do copa 90 two presenters are on beats one you know they've started labels grown labels run festivals like fraser who cardinal sounds he runs straws and cream festival nice like you know um half of the stations been on boiler room in the last year it feels like um, <laughs> most of them are releasing their own tracks a load of them work in record labels and i guess like um the most arrogant thing i'll say is is that they really are like shaping youth culture mm-hmm. like the people i've got on this station are so important and so young and so like ambitious that um you know i can really see the actual impact that that the station as a whole has had in the last kind of five or six years and you know i definitely want more of, of that amazing and, you know more people coming through more win do you have any regrets <laughs> oh god um oh no no there no there are things that i would do different okay but that's not a regret i don't regret it's like because all those mistakes i've made in the past are, are just part of me i yes. own every one of them um okay no okay right contentious statement of the day i wish that i had pushed to change the name of the station back in 2012 wow when we did a full rebrand like i love the station and i've i've grown fond of the name but that Z triggers me <laughs> But like when when we like we had a big kind of a cross station discussion about changing the name and there was a real, you know, kind of Brexit fifty two forty eight percent kind of and uh yeah, I, I I think represent the word with the Z is a real kind of twenty eleven to twenty fifteen thing. And we right. we'll live with it and be happy. But I I think that's a regret, but not okay. That's kind of tongue in cheek to a degree. Yes. It's not like a, it's not like a, yeah, muck something up and regret it. But, <laughs> but, you know, yeah, lots of things I'd do slightly different in hindsight, but yeah, not a regret. That's cool. Um, um, that's, I guess, we're there, I guess. That's, that's been an hour, so we're good. Rah. First interview. How did I do? <laughs> Great, man. That was really good good it's <laughs> really good fun i know lies man that's really cool yeah there's um yeah we've I, I just think we've been quiet i, I don't think we've shouted that much like yeah. I, uh, I don't like doing mad name dropping and blah was on the station blah was on the station but like i guess sometimes you have to to you know to punch through a little bit and say hey you know we actually did that yes 
you know and sometimes i think we're maybe a little bit scared of shouting about our wins you know i get that for me when you're when you're shouting it's just it's just establishing your authority mm. um so when i that's one thing we do i do on youtube it's mm. introduces get the it's a hook and then it's establish authority and then it's the and then it's the meat of the content you know why are you there why why should people listen to you because you've done this this and this and this and that's why you yeah. shout that's for me the reasons no I, I think that's fair I, I just i think we're not very good at that you know because i don't think like i, I don't want to claim that we're like 100 responsible for x person but i know that we were a big part of their journey Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think, yeah, that's um, something I need to improve at. So like someone like Sherelle, for example, is, you know, she came in as a type of presenter and has gradually changed and been supported by us every step of the way. And I know how much she loves Represent and all the staff here and the other presenters and how loyal she is. Um, but it's to kind of almost feels like crowing i think i i don't know <laughs> i don't want to be that oh bloody hell that guy from represents going on about how great they are again like i don't know oh. I, I i wouldn't worry about that i would honestly like i i whenever i do it i i honestly don't care if people say that's about me um, yeah um i don't tend to yeah i don't really care if, if people think that about me then that's cool that's up there their decision but I'm just yeah. going to about all the things I'm doing great because I'm celebrating even little victories, you know? Yeah. Like I celebrate every little victory. I, I, I hit a thousand plays on the podcast. I'll celebrate it. I, yeah. <laughs> I hit a I hundred fans on SoundCloud. I, I'll celebrate it. No, that's fair. Well, it's, it's like, like there, is, you know? there are some people that we talk to that I'll kind of be able to say certain names. Like like when we, when we do the brand stuff, if I have to go in and do a pitch to a brand for something, I'll kind of do the whole, yeah. Stormzy was on the station and and, <laughs> and blah 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 because you know I need that money to make this station continue. Of course, that and that's that's part of your pitch, isn't it? Yeah, but like to just kind of like you know, like somebody somebody said, oh, we should have pictures on the represent wall of people that have been here in the past, and I was I I kind of that I couldn't think of anything worse because that's it's, kind of what you use Instagram for, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, there's like there's, for me, Instagram yeah. for me, for my radio, for our, for for the brand, for me, it's a case of building brand. Yeah, and it's doing, it's publishing and the stuff that I've done that's great, you know, and that's, you know, that's what one of the things you have mm. done that's great, and it's a visual thing that, and that's a visual platform. So it's using the visual platform for the visual, visual greatness, you know. Mm. Well, that's true because you know the way, the way that we use our Instagram, like, and I don't know if this is normal or not because. I don't know that many, you know, kind of um, marketing brand people, but like we we put stuff on our in feed, mm-hmm. and if it kind of goes over a threshold of either popularity or it's a big artist, it will stay on there. But if something's not as doesn't do so well, or is somebody that's not you know mad big yet, we'll kind of get it off. And it's not because we don't like it; it's because we know that we need money to survive, and we right. know it's one of the first places that the people that want commercial kind of activity from us, like they're going to go to our Instagram. And as long as within a couple of swipes, they're seeing almost like represents greatest hits. Yes. Then that's the reason it's like that. It's not that we're, we don't like anything else we've done. It's like, we know that they're looking 
and they need to see that whether it's you know skeptic coming through or lily allen coming through that's the ones that they're gonna relate to you know the fact is i'm you know a huge fan of um loads of different underground artists but they might not be recognizable yet by the mm. people that have money that keeps this station going that allows us to work with young people yeah so you know yeah it's interesting yeah. i didn't know that so that's cool uh yeah. i just i go the opposite way and just throw everything out there and if it gets 10 likes then so be it yeah so be it i guess you know everyone has their different kind of strategies yeah trying to bring in the revenue but maybe i should do that maybe i should do that maybe i'll get more revenue but that's which is maybe i'll change but yeah yeah i do like that area. i do like that thought but yeah and i know Most others th- i know others that do it i know that others that will put stuff up and if it's not got so so much traction after an hour and a half then they'll mm. definitely remove it mm. i mean you know the thing is if you remove it just for um just to make yourself look popular i i you know okay that's that's your call to make it's, it's the, the we're not doing it for that reason we're not kind of like oh it's not doing very good so we'll get off so you know we don't look popular it's more the recognizability the recognizability of some of the artists we've worked right. with so people get a really clear understanding of kind of right this is you know this is our character and this is who we are yeah yeah yeah, yeah. this is what we've done so that you can kind of be confident it's because we're we're still a young platform you know and so we kind of have to prove ourselves a lot of the time yeah with, with um, yeah with different brands and, and whatnot so yeah i agree with that yeah we're, we're i've seen it with a similar age it's you know it's mm. it's uh, we're still pretty young and i'm still again still still testing lots of stuff always mm. uh and making sure that we're seeing the right light as well you know mm. no it's, it's kind of you you just continue experimenting until you find processes and, and stuff that actually fit and work this is why I, which is one of the things i like about TikTok actually at the moment because because there isn't very many people in there from the from the musical it's all young kids and it's all it's all you know 18 to well 13 to 20 year olds i suppose yeah you can i can literally throw everything out there and see what what flies and what doesn't yeah. fly um I need and, to learn this. I need to learn this. You you've you've started me thinking. <laughs> Cuz I the thing is I I am um, right I I think I made the right decision when I said fuck Snapchat. I I couldn't be asked doing it. It was like right this is I don't see longevity in it and I'm I you know even though it's obviously still quite successful with particular kind of age groups I'm glad that I didn't invest too much into it. Oh well, my son, my our son, who's like who's eighteen, he's on mm. it. He uses it literally yeah. all the time, and it's yeah. literally his messaging platform. Uses it as messaging. Yeah, and we, you know, we had that choice of right Snapchat or Instagram because after after we'd kind of had all those resources in Twitter, and we, yeah. knew we had a little bit more flexibility now to to expand. Like that was Instagram we picked, and I'm, I'm I made the right choice then. I definitely like the fact that you've just picked a couple of platforms and doing them really well. I've mm. I feel like we're across too many platforms sometimes and maybe we should do less and focus more on a couple, you know, but yeah, it's the thing is like, like we don't have, you know, when you don't have a person that does all your social media, you know, it's, um, if you're across too many platforms and too many different characters that are putting out the content, mm. you're, you know, the, the character of the brand gets lost. Yeah. So, you know, we, you know, we have um, our staff WhatsApp group is brutal. 
know, <laughs> like it's brutal if i put something up on socials and like sometimes nana will just get straight back to me going take this down now and and <laughs> there's a kind of like we all kind of embarrass and cringe ourselves but there is ultimately nobody wants us to look shit yes and so like all of us that are like deeply involved like scrutinize everybody else's work and we're not so public about it now in our group chat like it's more like responding privately to somebody but it's like take this down it's not good enough spelling mistake that photo is not right filters not on photo. like it's <laughs> oh wow you know we're we kind of keep each other in check because we all have to do it and so that's yeah it's i'm quite proud of the way we work on socials because um it looks like somebody's in charge of it <laughs> no one is in charge of it <laughs> so it's you know that's good that's our instagram good. stories used to be the wild west anyone could do anything but then we realized actually people were looking at them so i was like right shit we need to kind of yeah get better at this <laughs> oh nice that's cool i give it over to my djs sometimes and let them just yeah. like i'll i'll like as i'm trying to build artists so from ones that are in my my coaching area basically yeah. i'll let them to do it from events so that they can use they can basically have the press access and they can go and take be, go meet people and network yeah. and well, essentially create me content and make and help them get further because they're because they're networking at the same time you know yeah 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 and win for that, me. it's great I, th I think that may end up becoming something that um we do is actually like do it as takeovers yeah you know you know if if something does go horribly wrong i can blame someone else i do that a lot <laughs> takeovers are great. I, I have a standard stuff that goes out and it looks cool yeah, oh, well, I think it looks cool. Uh, and then I love takeovers, which is helps as well, you know. No, oh, fair play. Adrian, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Uh, I've thoroughly yeah, enjoyed you. this. Uh, yeah, and um, I, mean, I, I haven't talked about like past stuff, so it's 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 been kind of it's been nice. Great, you it's been lovely. <laughs> it's been lovely. Great. Been lovely. Thanks, man. Um, um, thanks for joining. No, no worries, dude. No worries. I'll see you soon. All right, you take care, mate. Thanks. Bye.